the anime summon newscast is the favorite host of the most sam the bomb and i'm here with the uh it is august 13th 2021 and uh yeah man i'm almost done with summer i fucking hate that it's already it's gonna be september soon and i'm not looking forward to it i just wanted to be summer all year round but that's okay we are in the summer season of anime now and we are watching we did our first impressions already olympics are over we can all chill for the rest of the summer go outside have a cookout go to the beach some shit watch anime be a good time um i don't have a lot of non-anime news but i do got a lot of anime news and uh, i'm very excited i'm very excited because tonight boy tonight after i am done with this I am going to get ready to go to my cousin Mario's house, and we're going to watch Evangelion 3.0 plus 1.0 Thrice Upon a Time, because it is now on Amazon Prime Video, which I have some info about. Um, for those who are wondering about the dub and sub and all that in the anime news. So, uh, that's, of course, you've already seen it, and you are listening to this after you've already seen it, but, you know, if you were about to watch it... Um, yeah, I'll have some more info on that for you. But anyway, let's just jump right in it. Uh, and we'll take a break in the middle. Uh, Team Fortress 2 mod aims to remake the game using Half-Life Alex's engine. Team Fortress 2, despite a release way back in 20, 2007, remains a popular go-to online shooter that continues to impress with its con concurrent player count. Um... A group of modders are utilizing the same engine Valve used for Half-Life Alex to essentially remake Team Fortress 2. Team Fortress S2 is the name. And the project consists of a team of passionate gamers coming together to further inspire love in the TF2 community. Uh, that's pretty sweet. Yeah, modders are cool, man. Modders, people who know how to mod stuff are sick. Like, and when I say that, like, obviously I can mod, like, Game Boys and things like that. But when I'm talking about, like, people who do software mods for games and things like that that is super sick to me like i i love that you know you guys are champions uh windjammers 2 open beta kicks off tomorrow uh windjammers 2 has been al coming along for a good while now um it doesn't have a release window yet but developer dotemu suddenly announced it's getting an open beta beginning tomorrow so that's it's happening right now um, so I think you can go and play it right now, play an open beta right now. Um, they also confirmed that the game is coming to PlayStation, um, after only previously being listed for the Switch, PC, and Stadia. So yeah, if you don't know what Windjammers is, it was this Neo Geo game that was, it came out in the 90s, early 90s, I think, mid-90s on Neo Geo, and basically it's this 1v1 kind of sports game where you throw a frisbee back and forth between so you pick a character and you go against another character and you throw this frisbee discus thing back and forth and you have to get it into their goalie to score points or whatever but you can do like all these crazy shots these flame shots these 
powerful shots and wind shots and things like that. It's a really fun two-player kind of sports game. Very cool. But uh, Dotemu, being who they are, they're bringing all the love back to retro games right now. And they Windjammers was one of the ones they decided to do, so they're making a Windjammers 2. And, uh, yeah, pretty sweet. Uh, Nerf Legends. <laughs> this, is a fr- this is a friggin' first-person shooter, and it literally, you, you use Nerf guns. That's literally what it is. But it's like a sci-fi it's like a sci-fi thing. So like you're you're not shooting actual nerf darts or anything like that. You're actually shooting like lasers and pulse cannons and things and whatever. But like the the guns are they look like the nerf guns or whatever. It's like a sci-fi kind of a tournament shooter thing. It looks really cool. I mean, who doesn't love nerf guns, you know? Uh go outside, shoot your friends, shoot your neighbors, that kind of thing. Animal Crossing New Horizons update focuses on fixing bugs, including music syncs and DIY glitches. Um, but yeah, the latest update is live now, and it was—it literally was just a bunch of bug fixes and such. And I believe that they added like clouds to like, you know, the, to the sky, which I thought they had before. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Um, but yeah, they added like more floaty, moving clouds or something like that. Uh, but yeah, uh, Hades is now coming out for playstation 5 and xbox series x so if you've not played hades yet it only came out on pc and switch but if you have not played hades yet you obviously like need to play hades uh it's so good if you got a playstation 5 xbox series x i literally don't know any kind of gamer who doesn't love this game there are there are casual gamers serious gamers all kinds of gamers love this game it's just so good the story is really cool using greek mythology as the as the the uh the skeleton of of the story where you play the son of hades zagreus and you're looking for joe mama pretty cool dude i it's a great game i was playing it the other night for the first time in a while and i had a lot of fun um it's like that's like the replay value right like i've gone through all the story or whatever um but like you know it's a rogue it's a rogue dungeon game so like you can still do stuff. You can try and better best your time. You can go through a dungeon just for fun, casually. I mean, I think it's really fun. I think it's great. It's a great game. Uh, I, and I hadn't played it in months, and I just picked it up and was like, eh, I'll just play a little bit. And it was, it was great. Um, Remedy. Despite fans begging for a full new Alan Wake game, Control scratched that itch expertly with his unique storyline surprising connections to remedy entertainment's previous adventures as control surpasses over 10 million players the studio is already heads down a new triple a journey with epic games um yeah i don't know this game is supposed to be super cool i guess i've never played it if anyone has played it uh let me know what you think of it uh but yeah 10 million players is a big deal uh, Castlevania Grimoire of Souls is coming to Apple Arcade. Originally announced way back in 2018, Castlevania Grimoire of Souls originally saw a soft launch on mobile devices in Canada in 2019 before being discontinued in that region in late 2020. At the time, for those who could access it, it garnered enthusiasm for its loyalty to the visual and musical palette of the established series. Still, it was criticized for some of its in-game microtransaction elements. Today brought word that the game is coming back on Apple Arcade, this time minus those disliked in-game purchases. Yeah, so this was like a new Castlevania game. 
but it was like you know gotcha gotcha shit you know um but i think you just you play simon and you can play simon richter a few other characters i think um alucard i think was a character you could play different kind of different things as you go through and upgrade your shit and buy more shit um that's just kind of the path that Konami has gone down. I mean, it sucks, unfortunately, but hopefully this is a way where they just bring it back to be like a real game and not just, you know, whatever. Um, New Pokemon Presents is on the way. So on August 18th at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, there's going to be a presentation about uh, Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl and Legends Arceus, the Gen 4 remakes that we're getting. Uh, along with the new Gen 4 Legacy game. So that's pretty sweet. Um, I'll be happy to report on that uh, next week when that happens, but just to get everyone hype about it now, I'm mentioning it now. You know, Speaking of Pokemon, Evolving Skies, the coolest cards uh, in the newest set. We have Galarian Articuno, Entei. This is the set that still follows the Single Strike and Rapid Strike system mechanic in which uh it gives a new type to pokemon and kind of uh you can build cards around that kind of thing and uh whatever so uh i i think the set's pretty cool i don't know if there's any money cards in them really right now but i wonder if uh i should look at chilling rain right now is the big one but uh the new rayquaza v is a rapid strike card is pretty good um, the spiral burst, you may discard up to two basic fire energy or up to do basic lightning energy from this Pokemon. And it does 80 more for each card you discarded in this way. So, I mean, you could, I think there is a way to get like multiple energy on it at one time. Uh, if there is, I don't know what it is yet. I'm pretty sure there is though. Um, but I think it's, it's kind of similar to the Rayquaza EX card that came out I don't know, like six years ago, five years ago, or something like that. Where? Um, I actually have that deck built. It's like my extended deck. Um, but, like, I have an Embor card that says you can attach as many fire energy as you want to your mons or something. And one of the things is, like, it does 60 damage for every lightning or fire card you discard. So I'll just attach a bunch and discard them, and then I'll get them back with other card effects, you know. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, Shadowverse Champions Battle. It's like this new digital card game, kind of anime-centric, um, developed by Psy Games, and it's on the on the Switch. Um, I don't remember what Psy Games has done. Let's go to their website. Oh, Grand Blue Fantasy. They do Grand Blue Fantasy. They do Grand Blue Fantasy. They do the... Uh, they do the Horse Girls Musume game. Uh, Zone of the Enders, the second runner, Mars. I didn't know that was... Is that a mobile game or is this an actual game game? I love Zone of the Enders. If you guys have never played Zone of the Enders, you should play it. It's on PS2. Um, oh, Princess Connect, Redive. Anyway, Shadowverse. It's like a cha- Shadowverse Champions Battle. It's like an anime-centered... Um, Kind of reminds me of Hearthstone in a little way, in a little bit. Hearthstone has seemed to establish a very good 
mechanic and a lot of I've seen a lot of copycat digital card games come out since then that are that are similar. This kind of seems like that. Um but we'll, I don't know, we'll see. Apparently it's pretty popular. QuakeCon 2021 event scheduled a digital event that all can attend. So QuakeCon will kick off at 2 p.m. Eastern on August 19th and there will be an opening stream. Oh, excuse me, you guys. <laughs> there will be an opening stream. Um, digital events, all digital, so the no in person. Um, but you can find the full schedule at on the website. Uh, let's see. Everything you missed or everything you need to know about the Nintendo Indie World Direct Showcase. Bomb Rush Cyberfunk. This is the game we talked about like literally probably almost, I think, last year now. Um, it's a heavily inspired by Jet Set Radio where you skate across the cities and do your thing. Um, we have Loop Hero, which is kicking off um, on the Switch. It was originally launched on the PC. Um, we have Necro Barista. Um, create your own stories and dialogue. And uh, the Garden Story, which is like you play as a grape. And you, it's a little adorable game when you play as a grape. That's all it says. Um, then we have the Shovel Knight Pocket Dungeon, Metal Slug Tactics, of course. Um, the one I'm excited about the most is Lumbear Jack, where you are a Bearface Johnson, but you're also a Lumberjack. You're a Bearface Johnson that's a Lumberjack, and you'd be doing Lumberjack shit and trying to recycle trash and you know keep the forest legit and whatever. Um, Gang Beasts coming to the Switch as well. Um, Eastward, which is a pixel top-down RPG adventure game, um, where you explore ruined yet gorgeous, like, forests and mystical forests and dungeons and shit. Pretty cool. Uh, on to some comic and movie news. Uh, Idris Elba is cast as Knuckles in Sonic the Hedgehog 2. All he did was he simply tweeted a rendered picture of Knuckles' hand, which what I can only surmise is his gloved hand from uh, what they what it's going to look like in the movie, and he tweeted it on his Twitter and said "knock knock," <laughs> and people people just went nuts obviously because Idris Elba is amazing, Knuckles is kind of that. Um, He's kind of that like uh, handsome bad boy that you meet before before Shadow the Hedgehog was a thing. Knuckles was kind of like the handsome bad boy that a lot of people like were into. So it's just kind of cool that Idris Elba is going to be voicing him. Um, I'm pretty excited. I'm pretty excited about the second Sonic movie. Um, I, I I'm not I'm, I'm literally not going to be arguing with people who I hate or hate. Because you got no idea what you're talking about. Like, a lot of people looked at it, right? And the, the whole thing it went through with all the controversy it went through with the, the way Sonic looked and all that stuff. Dude, it you're just off base. You're completely wrong. The, they took the time to really redo it and make it look nice. And you just got to remember that it's a fucking family movie, okay? It's not made for not made for you, you know? It's And, and even then, the jokes in it were pretty funny for an adult, you know? So... I don't know. Shut up about it. You don't know what you're talking about. Um, Soul Forge Fusion is this new hybrid deck building game made by Richard Garfield, who's the creator of Magic the Gathering. 
Um, and Justin Gary, who's the creator of the Ascension deck building game, which if you've never played Ascension, super fun. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know what it means by hybrid card game. Um, but they describe it as in Soulforge Fusion, you can customize your one of a kind algorithmically de- generated deck. Their strategic possibilities are endless. This revolutionary new game will be supported by a robust tournament and organized play program. But if you prefer remote play, you'll also be able to scan your deck into our database and play online. So that's pretty cool. Um, I don't really know too much else about it. Um, But there's been a lot of new card games coming out lately. And I kind of wanted to mention them right here. So... Um, and I think it's, I think it's pretty funny to be honest with you. I'm very picky. I've been trying to find ways to bring more card game news to the newscast. Um, TCG player has like a news section, but like it really just constantly talks about magic and Yu-Gi-Oh a lot, which is fine. Except a lot of the articles are like, oh yeah, you can play this. Ooh, you know, whatever. Um, which I think is pretty stupid, but you know, um, there's flesh and blood, uh, which, in my opinion, so, like, what I think makes a good card game is, for, for me personally, okay, I'm not speaking for anyone else. For me personally, it's how crazy you can get building stuff with the games, within the game's mechanics um, and rules. And, the, and that's 50% of it. The other 50% of it is the art. And when I say art, I mean literally. I mean literally from the art of the card, as in, like the portrait, to the design and layout of the card, like the typography, design, layout, all of that stuff. So, art included. So, in my opinion, Flesh and Blood looks fucking dumb. Um, the, the mechanics of Flesh and Blood, are or whatever, I, I think it's, I mean, it looks okay, I guess. I don't know. It just seems really, they're, they've, they've tried this before, I feel like. I mean, not in terms of, not in terms of, like, um, the mechanics or the rules, but, like, just, like, a generic fantasy card game where you fight each other, okay? Like, there's a reason why Magic's the biggest one, and that's because within its rules and mechanics and unique world building with all the art that followed that unique world building, you can do some crazy stuff to the most basic stuff. You can do everything in between things like that. Okay. And so the thing with this flesh and blood card game is it just looks like another fantasy card game copycat thing. And we've had plenty of those that have started and failed. Um, you know, you have, you have Wyvern, you have, uh, Legend of the Seven Rings, I think that's what it's called. That one card, or Legend of the Five Rings, or something like that. Um, we have, there was one card game where it was like a fantasy horror card game because it was like, uh, um, you had like werewolves and shit. Um, they just, you know, they they up and they they come and go. You know what I mean? They're a dime a dozen. Um, I kind of feel the same way about Bushy Road card games right now. Um, you know, they, they have Vanguard and Weisschwartz, and then they have all these other games like Buddy Fight, which is basically just like a Weenie Hut Jr. version of Vanguard. And I don't know, you know, Final Fantasy trading card game also is, I feel like, is a 
It's kind of like a Weenie Hut Jr. version of Magic and Vanguard put together. Um, it's really weird. And so this Flesh and Blood game, a lot of people are getting into. I don't really know why. I haven't played it, so I, I guess I don't really have an opinion on it. But there are cards on here that are already, like, listed from 13 to $80, you know. So there's also a Gate Ruler. This is another card game that's come out recently in which uh, it kind of has, like, anime art. And then some of the art is kind of, like, fantastical. There's there's literally a Cthulhu card called the Eldritch God Cthulhu. Um, it's pretty crazy. I don't know. It, I think, I th I think, it looks okay art wise. Some of the art's kind of cool. There's like a starter deck where it's like got like big robot mecha and yokai. There's another starter deck where it's like all fantasy stuffs, uh, things like that. So, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. There's also the whole MetaZoo thing, which I think is pretty stupid. Uh, Cryptid Nation, MetaZoo Cryptid Nation. Uh, I'm I'm not sure why this has shot up in price the way it has. I, I think, in my opinion, it has to be purely for the memes because it's very clear that the way that the art style of, like, the portraits and monsters and stuff, and even to the logo, is trying to copy, like, old-school Pokemon and like Ken Sugimori 90s style Ken Sugimori art Pokemon art even like the booster packs and the theme decks look like the original base set like starter deck boxes of Pokemon and the one thing I think is unique about this card game is like if you're playing outside and there's like trees around you you get bonuses like in the game like legit if I went to the park with a friend and was in the middle of a bunch of trees and I was playing this, you would get some of your cards would get bonuses, and it's called the fourth wall effects or fourth wall bonuses. That's really the only thing I think is unique by it. Um, otherwise, watching play play like playthrough footage of it, it just plays like magic, where you just play resources and you, just, you know, rest those re or tap those resources to play cards, and then on top of that, you have a very horribly designed uh, card. You know, it's like a bunch of numbers and text and the fonts are all different fonts. The artwork just looks like just terrible, just God awful. Like it looks ugly. I don't know why anyone would like buy these and think, oh man, this looks, the art on this is so good. It looks really bad. Like the, <laughs> like you can find like kids, YouTube channels, like YouTube channels started by little kids. You know, they have like 10 subscribers and it's like it's like a it's like got two videos of that are titled my custom card game right and it's just like kids being kids right like i mean i used to do that shit all the time i used to like draw my own little card games and shit like that good for them that's awesome but like that's what these cards look like it looks like a little kid drew the art and that sounds really bad right because it sounds like i'm criticizing a child's art no not at all um you know, I think anybody can draw. I think anybody is allowed to draw and whatever. But for, like, a product that you're trying to sell and make highly collectible and things like that, it's like you can't make it look halfway decent in some fucking way, you know? Um, I mean, some of them are fine, but the other ones, like, like they look like crayon drawings. It looks really bad. It looks terrible. I just think it's really stupid. The only reason I can think 
I can think of why a booster box is 500 and some dollars right now is because this literally got popular through people memeing it. Like, holy crap, look at this dumb Pokemon knockoff. Look how shitty it looks. And, like, some of these cards on here, are, like, the Bigfoot card is $70, $20. Like, the Bunny Man is a dollar. There's literally an Uncle Sam card, the Jersey Devil. Those are $20. $40 on TCG Player right now. I literally just don't understand. They're so ugly. So horrible. Why would anyone want these? The fact that these are not as, like... The fact that these are more collectible than, like, Digimon cards right now is kind of crazy to me. I don't know. It's just really weird. I can get a I can get a special rare Digimon card for $8. The other thing about MetaZoo I should say, too, is that it started on Kickstarter. So that could be another reason why they're really expensive because of limited printing and things like that. So that also makes a lot of sense. But that being said... It's super fucking ugly, and I'm sorry. I use a, <laughs> I use the tail end of my non-anime news to, to talk about all that. But anyway, that is all the <laughs> non-anime news I have. Um, let's take a small break right here, and we'll get into the anime. Links.animesummit.net. You can find everything right there, where to listen, where to follow, and all that good stuff. Also, join the Discord. Discord link is right there as well. Uh, let me just say... So I'm not, and I, I've, I, t- I say this all the time, but just as a reminder, I am not on any social media except for face, like Facebook, and I just use that for my friends and family, and it's private. So, I mean, people are always like, oh, let me follow you on Twitter and stuff, and I just, uh, I'm not on it. I deleted it. I deleted all of it because uh, just bitches. So, um, yeah, but I'm on Discord all the time. Like, I'm literally on there all the time. So, like... If you want to talk to me, hang out with me. That's the best place, best place to do it. Plus, Manga Book Club is legit. Um, tomorrow, I think they're reading uh, Sosuo no Freeren, Freeren, Volumes 1 through 3. Uh, August 22nd, they're doing Berserk Volume 21 to 25. That's chapters 155 to chapter 206. And August 29th, they're doing the first three volumes of Land of Lustrous. So, yeah. Uh, I, w- I would definitely join the Discord for Manga Book Club, if anything, because Manga Book Club is legit. So, um, let's get started in the anime news. Uh, first off, before I get into it, though, I want to say uh, rest in paradise to Fred Ladd. I mean, so, I didn't, I mean, I've seen the guy's name before. I didn't really know too much, like about what he's actually done. I knew that he like he like helped uh Dick Entertainment bring things like Sailor Moon and other things here. I did not know the 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 extent of what he has done for anime in North America. But basically, he was a film writer and producer. Um he passed away. He was 94 years old. He was instrumental in introdu- introducing anime to North America. Um he re-edited and redubbed uh Tetsuan Adam uh Astro Boy in in the 60s he brought he helped Dick Entertainment bring the you know the dub of Sailor Moon or dub Sailor Moon and bring it here he did a lot of stuff um yeah dude i mean he worked with Osamu Tezuka to do stuff you know and bring anime to other parts of the world and that's pretty big so you know, I always say that 
one of the goals of our podcast is to help you know bring other people into anime and all that stuff as well and it is nowhere near on the scale of what this man has done like we would not be into it i think a lot of people my age especially in my generation would not be into it had it not been for him so oh man that's sad so yeah this one's for fred ladio uh let's get started Attack on Titan Orchestra concert to also stream outside of Japan on August 22nd. Um, I will be sure to bring you more details on that next weekend um, so you guys can watch it. But August 22nd, 6 p.m. Japan Standard Time, which is 5 a.m. Eastern Time, EDT. So just what always helps me is I just type in, like, so for me, I would just type in 6 p.m. JST on Google and then, you know, it'll it'll tell you what time it is, what time that would be wherever you are. So, um, but I'll be sure to remind you again uh, next weekend uh, if you guys want to tune into that. Uh, Futsal Boys, or Futsal Boys, anime delayed till 2022. So this is going to be some, I think this is going to be some fall hype, but it's been delayed. Um, Bandai Namco and Diomedia's Futsal Boys multimedia project revealed on Tuesday that the staff... Uh, have decided to delay the release of both the game and anime um, with the game with like a smartphone game. Um, there's a smartphone game, anime, and everything. Um, the stories, the franchise story is set in a world over a decade after Futsal has skyrocketed in global popular, popularity. Uh, futsal is like, I think it's that sport where it's like volleyball, but you use your feet. Or indoor soccer or something. Yeah, I think that's indoor soccer. Uh, is a football game played on hard court, smaller than a football pitch, and mainly indoors. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so it's kind of like it's kind of like football or soccer. Um, but yeah, there was a whole multimedia project and that's been delayed. So there you go. Um, Hachigo no Cinderella Nine gets new manga with a new story. Um, Announced on August 5th that Akatsuki and Karakawa's Hachigatsu no Cinderella 9 smartphone game is inspiring a new manga titled Hachigatsu no Cinderella 9S that will launch in the magazine's next issue on August 19th uh, in Weekly Shonen Champion, uh, which will be centering on a new character, uh, Asa Suzumura. So, if you're into Cinderella 9, you know, GG. Uh, Deiji meets Girl. Uh, second video reveals Keanu Yasuno as protagonist. The original short anime, Deji Meets Girl, began streaming the second promotional video on Tuesday. Uh, the story is set in motion one summer when Maise Higa, Alyssa's first-year high school girl who works part-time in the front desk of her family's hotel in Okinawa, meets Ichiro Suzuki, a mysterious youth who, come, who came alone from Tokyo as a hotel guest. Uh, since Suzuki's arrival, Deji things have been happening around Maise. Like fish swimming around the room or giant banyan trees smashing through the hotel ceiling. Uh, Deji is an Okinawan word that means totally or very. So, yeah, I have no idea what that means. But basically, this guy comes and weird shit starts happening. And the art style and animation looks pretty cute. It's supposed to be a short anime. So, there you go. Um, Super Dragon Ball Heroes, Yu-Gi-Oh! Rush Duel each get new manga and Psycho Jump. In the September issue of Shuisha's Psycho Jump magazine, published last Wednesday, two new manga based on Super Dragon Ball Heroes and Yu-Gi-Oh! Rush Duel uh, games are getting new manga. Yuji Kasai is drawing Super Dragon Ball Heroes avatars 
and Akihiro Tomonaga is drawing the Yu-Gi-Oh! Rush Duel LP manga. So yeah, some new Dragon Ball and Yu-Gi-Oh! manga for you. Uh, Kiono Yasuno performs opening theme for Restaurant to Another World Anime Season 2. That's funny, we just talked about her voicing uh, Maese from uh, the Deji Meets Girl. Um, but yeah, this is getting another season. If you liked this show, I thought it was a pretty good background show. You know, you could just put it on your second monitor while playing video games. You know, I think it's pretty cute. It's pretty cute. I like it. Um, first Space Battleship Yamato 202005 film trailer shows new character Dieter. Dieter? Dieter? Dater? Dater, I barely know her. JK. Uh, good one, Nick. In before Nick. Um, but yeah, dude, it's a remake of Space Battleship Yamato. Um, some fall hype for you. That is coming, uh, that's a film, I think, and it's coming October 8th. So, by the way, I'm very sorry if you guys can hear my cat right now. She's going nuts. Uh, Vampire Visual K Anime Visual Prison Cast, Tomozaku Sugita. Um, from the television anime Uduno Prince Sama and Simple Gear series creator, um, uh, for the new anime Visual Prison. Um, this is the Visual K anime that we talked about like a couple months ago. Um, like, it's about Visual K bands. And that's really cool. And normally I hate, like, idol group shows or or music group shows. But this just, I mean, I love Visual K, and I just love the idea of having an anime about that. So that's super cool. Um, and there's this panda fat cat character thing. It looks like a, it's like a little cat, but it looks like a panda. I don't know. looks like Trisha in the morning when she wakes up. Uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 6 Stone Ocean anime. We got a trailer for this. It was super cool. I mean, Jolene Cujo. I mean, come on, dude. Come on, dude. She's ultimate JoJo. She's best JoJo. Next to Jotaro, honestly. I mean, I think Jotaro's still the best JoJo, in my opinion. But Jolene is... Woo! She's fine as wine. Uh, Crunchyroll adds five Food Wars OVAs and three Haikyuu OEDs. So, you know, check that out if you want to watch those. Uh, in the Land of Leedale Lee, Lee TV anime, this is some winter 2022 hype for you. Um, this looks like a, some kind of isekai BS. The last thing she can remember is her life support beginning to fail. Her body and head suffered terrible after a fatal accident. And the only freedom left in her life came from the VR world Leedale. How did she end up in a place that looks exactly like her game, except that 200 years have apparently gone by? Yeah, so it's this is a this is like um, it's like Sao like um, the dot hack sign, kind of. So yeah, basically a game isekai or gamified world. Discotech licenses Gunbuster, Girly Air Force, and Tomorrow's Joe to the movie. Um, never seen, never seen that, but. They're also doing Legendary Armor Samurai Troopers, or Ronin Warriors as we know it here. Um, complete collection. Um, Cutie Honey the Live we're getting finally in America, which is awesome. If you've never seen Cutie the Honey the Live, it's pretty cool. It's a it's a sub-story, or I mean, it's a Cutie Honey story, but it's just different from like the original. Um, it's kind of like a Sentai show in a way. But it gets really dramatic. Um, it's 26 episodes, and it's really cool. I, I love it. Um, 
I watched it. I don't know. Probably I got a, I must have seen it like ten years ago now. Um, that's how old it is. It came out like in two thousand seven or something. Two thousand six. I don't remember. But yeah, I watched it a long time ago. It's really good. Uh, Lupin the Third versus Detective Conan the movie. Lupin the Third: The Mystery of Mamo. Uh, Sayuki Reload. Robot Carnival in four K Ultra HD. Machine Robo: Revenge of the Chronos. Um, yeah, dude, Discotech is on a roll, so it's pretty cool. Um, we got a trailer for the Blue Lock anime. Um, I, I guess some people didn't like the way they looked. Um, they kind of missed like how the manga art did it. Um, I think this is one of those cases where they tried as best to keep it as close as they could without, you know, wanting to translate it to the screen differently. I don't know. Um, I haven't read the start of the manga yet, although I am going to. So I want to before this anime comes out, I think. So, but yeah, we got a trailer for it. You can watch that on YouTube right now. Bruroku. Uh, Rich Police Cash manga gets anime on YouTube this fall. The September issue of Shoga, Shoga Kukan's Korokoro Comics Magazine announced on Thursday that Sakuya Kororo's Rich Police Cash manga will have an anime that will debut on the Korokoro channel on YouTube this fall. The manga follows a police officer named Cash who solves any and all cases with the power of money. The anime will tell new stories that were not told in the original manga. So yeah, there you go. Rich Police Cash. I've never heard of that. That's kind of funny. I kind of want to read some of that. It looks funny. Um, Rusted Armors 2.5D project anime airs in January 2022. Yeah, 2.5D. I don't know. A lot of people try 2.5D and they don't want to call it that. They just call it CG. But we'll see. It looks like a... It kind of looks like a samurai era... Ronin era futuristic kind of thing. I don't know, but it looks cool. Um, that is coming out winter 2022. Uh, Kintaro Miura's Berserk manga gets a new chapter. This year's combined 16th and 17th issue of Haku Sencha's Young Animal magazine announced on Thursday that the magazine's 18th issue will publish a new chapter of Kintaro Miura's Berserk manga on September 10th. Chapter 364 will feature a full full color opening page. The issue labels the chapter as the latest chapter of the manga. The magazine will be a memorial issue to Miura and will also have a special messages to Kentaro Miura booklet and a poster of famous scenes from the manga. Yeah, dude, I would cop this issue of uh, Young Animal if you can. Um, you know, it could be could be nice to have in your collection. Uh, My Senpai is Annoying TV Anime. Uh, seems like a Nick show. Uh, not because I think Nick is annoying, but like Nick likes anime where characters annoy other characters. Um, Igarashi is a hardworking young office lady. Takeda, the senpai above her at work, annoys her constantly, and yet she finds herself growing closer to him. Every day is filled with comic mishaps and romantic moments as Igarashi tries to balance work, life, and love. The full-color manga, which started life as a webcomic, is sure to charm audiences of workplace comedies like Agaretsuko and The Office. So yeah, that could be cute. Uh... We'll see. Office comedies are always pretty funny in anime, in my opinion, um, depending on, like, you know, what it is. Obviously, if it's, like, you know, um, you know, fan service boob shit all the time, then it's not. But uh, this one, this is some more hype for you. We talked about this, couple, like, a, about a month ago. This is premiering this fall. Shinka no Mi. Uh, it's about this chick who is, like, a gorilla. And... Uh, she like turns into a normal human girl and it's called next evolution. Um, 
yeah, it's kind of funny. Uh, let's see if I can find it. Uh, the story turns on Seiichi Hiragi, though at the bottom of his school's social pecking order, he and his entire school are upended when everyone at the school is transported to another world. Seiichi finds himself alone and approached by a gorilla, who instead of attacking him, proposes to him at the moment that Seiichi thinks that, I guess a gorilla is fine too. They find the fruit of evolution, and when they eat it, their lives are suddenly changed once again. So yeah, she like evolves into, you know, a human from a gorilla. And he evolves from like a kind of a shorter, huskier kid to like a taller, skinnier guy. I don't fucking know. But yeah, I don't know. It could be funny. We'll see. Uh, Pennsylvania PsychoCon cancels 2021 event and all future events for now, uh, I think. Or is it just straight up canceled, canceled all the time? I don't know. Michael uh, Meadey, former con chair for the PsychoCon event, announced on August 6th that the 2021 event is canceled. The event was originally scheduled for August 20th to 22nd, so next weekend. At the Mountain Laurel Resort and Spa in Whitehaven, Pennsylvania, uh, he explained that the con- convention did not have enough programming to move forward. Um, and also stated that due to various difficulties that have made our operations face insurmountable blockades, there will be no PsychoCon events in the future. He explained in the announcement about the other difficulties the convention faced in the last year, including the shutdown of convention email for a few months and issues with being locked out of social media accounts and stated that he has no plans to continue any side projects connected to PsychoCon that were in the planning stages before the pandemic hit. He said that he will not be part of the anime convention community in the future. Okay, so I guess he's I guess he's just done. So yeah, this this convention was supposed to be last year's that was rolled over. And now it's just canceled, canceled. So I'm sure if you guys go to the website here, let me try clicking on the website just in case people got like, um, yeah, if you go to the website, he put out a thing, a public statement, like looks like five days ago, six days ago. Um, let's see if you have room reservations at the hotel, please call and cancel. I know that many of you were able to book rooms with them this year, as I have been told by a few attendees that they were told by the reservations department that the resort double booked several rooms due to the presence of another group. They have contracted for occupancy on what's going to be PsychoCon's weekend. Uh, PsychoCon is not liable for the resort's reservations department. For that, I apologize as well. I was not made aware until the end of July what had happened at the resort in that regard. Um, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but he kind of just like explains um, what happens. And he basically says, I apologize for all this. I ask none of, I ask that none of you hold this against my team um, and do not take for any frustration on the cancellation out on them, um, nor my family. This is all for me. You know, whatever. He's like kind of taking full responsibility here. And then he says, I apologize for issuing rollovers rather than refunds for 2020. Our event insurance would not cover the show for cancellation due to the pandemic. And the government aid and loans promised small businesses were denied to me at all turns due to the convention being a sole proprietorship with less than 200 employees, as I was told by the Small Business Administration. Um, Damn, that sucks. Basically, everything just kind of sucked. And uh, I don't know. I don't don't know. It doesn't say anything about refunds. Um, I would I would just I'm trying to find where it says. For all the people who are wondering about refunds and stuff, I'm trying to I'm trying to like relay that to you so you can, um, so you can 
you know, get on here. I think you just got to get on here and just email them. Um, because I, so it, clearly he, he didn't offer refunds last year and he just rolled everything over. So I'm sure you can try and get refunds now. If not, then that would be really shitty. Um, but anyway, hope that helps somewhat. Uh, Shinsuke Sato to direct Hollywood live action film adaptation of My Hero Academia. <sighs> okay. Entertainment news sources, <laughs> Entertainment news sources, Variety and Deadline reported on Friday that Shinsuke Sato, who did the live action Bleach, live action Alice in Borderland, Kingdom, Death Note, Light Up the New World, Gantz, and I Am a Hero, is directing. Um. The Kohei Orikoshi manga My Hero Academia. Alex Garcia and Jay Eschenfelter are overseeing the project for Legendary Entertainment, while Ryosuke Yoritomi, the manga's editor, will oversee the project for Shuisha. Toho, Toho will distribute the film in Japan. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. I, I like that some of like like the actual mangaka staff and other people at like Shuisha are overseeing it, but and that they got a a director who's done like live action anime adaptations before, but I don't know. Whenever I hear Hollywood, I just ugh, I don't know. Um, we'll save that to the end. Uh, Chainsaw Man anime director serves as judge on Animation X and music NFT contest. Wow. Okay, that's. Dumb. I don't know why I said this piece. Is NFTs are dumb. Sorry. I hate NFTs. Um, Shinkai no Survival uh, film clip shows giant squid sperm whale attack. This is like, I think it's that educational show, um, but they're going under, they're going into like the sea. Um, Survive the Deep Sea anime film. It's uh, based on a, a, a book or a children's manga. Um, but yeah, if you're into that, I guess. Uh, Kin... Kinero Mosaic anime film previews theme song. Um, the film opens on August 20th. Um, this is based on, this is like a sequel to an anime, I guess, from 2013. Um, and then a 2016 anime called Kinero Mosaic Pretty Days. So if you're into that. Slam Dunk manga creator Takigo Inoue helms Penn's new anime film for fall 2022. Um, manga posted a new video on Friday. The video announces the film's fall 2022 opening and listed many of the staff members. Um, I think it's actual an actual slam dunk anime film. That would be actually sick. I'm not sure if it's going to be a sequel or what, but that's going to be crazy. Um, so I am I am going to go to Mario's and watch the last Evangelion film. It came out today, or, well, yesterday, if you're hearing this on Saturday. Um, and we we were all wondering what the uh, dub was going to be. And they found, they used the original dub voice actors from the previous films. Now, obviously, the stuff with, like, the the last film was a big problem. And then, therefore, when they were redoing the dubs for Netflix, they chose all new people but obviously, that's just, you can't fucking do that. So, the way they dubbed um, 
this last movie was with the original actors. I mean, it would have been really fucking weird if, if you know, we watched the other ones with the original voice actors and then they changed them to the Netflix ones, you know? So, um, yeah, so we'll see. I think we're going to watch it dubbed. Um, Hidekiano has also hinted at untold Evangelion stories. Um, there was, a, you know, the 14-year gap between the, the second and third movie, and he said that he would like to explore all of that stuff, maybe, um, the whole entire time while Shinji was asleep. So that will be cool. Um, but yeah, apparently it is, it, the, it's dubbed in 11 languages, um, on Amazon prime video. So, um, Japanese, French, German, Italian, Brazilian, Portuguese, uh, peninsular Spanish, Latin American, Spanish, Chinese, Hindi, Korean, and English. So, um, all of the movies are on Amazon prime video right now. So I highly recommend you watch them all. If you're a fan of the original series, um, and you're going into these, I mean, I'll say more on our review of it, um, but I'll tell you right now, I am of the notion personally that I do not compare. I just can't compare them to the original. I think it's really stupid um, to compare them, but uh, I think they're both masterpieces in their own right. That's just me. Uh, Crunchyroll confirms VRV as part of Sony following the acquisition. Yes, this has happened. This is for real, for real now. Um, Crunchyroll confirmed with ANN on Friday that since Elation's VRV bundle streaming service is a Crunchyroll brand, VRV is also now part of Sony following Sony's Funimation Global Group's acquisition of Crunchyroll from AT&T. Uh, Sony Entertainment and AT&T announced on Monday that Sony's Funimation Global Group had completed its acquisition of Crunchyroll um, for the price of $1.175 billion and the proceeds were paid in cash at closing. Wow, that's not shady at all. Uh, <laughs> the announcement did not reveal how or if the individual streaming platforms would merge or plans for subscription costs for users. I will 100, 100% be sure to keep you updated on that. Um, right now, I share a VRV account. Um, I won't say with who, but um, you know we'll see how that goes. Um, which reminds me, I gotta cancel my HBO Max free trial right now because uh, I'm not trying to pay for that. But yeah, anyway, that is what it is. What it is. It is what it is, fam. We'll see how it goes, and I'll be sure to let you know how that's gonna happen, how that's gonna go down. That being said, um, I love you guys. I love you guys very much. Thanks for listening every week. And uh, let me know if I missed anything or you want me to report on certain things that I have in certain categories of news you want me to report on. Let me know, and I'll be down to clown and report it for you, okay? Um, I love you. Thank you very much. I've been Sam, and this has been the Anime Summit Newscast. <laughs>